Hello and happy Halloween. Uh, welcome to Every Comedy Ever. This is our first ever Halloween special. Hopefully we make it a full year and we can do it again sometime. My name is Jeff and I'm here with my co-host, LaKendra. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, so since this is a comedy podcast, I still wanted to do something horror related. And uh, there are some really funny horror movies out there. And I gave LaKendra one this week that I hope she enjoyed, or at least found funny. Uh, we are reviewing Zombieland. And a little uh, insider baseball, if you will, I just, we're recording this, and I had just watched the sequel, Zombieland Double Tap, today as of this recording. So I think maybe at the end I might give a little, a little brief review, if that's okay with you. That would be dope, because I would like to hear uh, how the sequel is, so. All right. Well, let me actually... Uh, did you take notes on this one? I did take notes on this one. Zombieland was appropriately released October 2009. It is starring Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, I think I said Eisenberg? Eisenberg. Eisenberg. Mm-hmm. Emma Stone and Woody Harrelson. I don't know who wrote it or directed it. I'll leave that to you, Jeffrey. Okay. Uh, well, Abigail Breslin is also in this movie. Famously, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Uh, she sure is. A very, if you watch the credits on this movie, the cast is like six people. It's crazy. It's called, Zam- it's, it's called Zombieland. So, I right. mean. But honestly, I, I didn't think this was a bad movie. You don't, see, listen, we need to work on our language here. What do you mean? <laughs> I don't think this is a bad movie. That's Okay, <laughs> let's pretend that you brought a meal into work. That you okay. made for everyone. And I tasted it. I said, you know what, Lakendra? I don't think this is a bad dish. I'd be like, okay, well, Jeff, you don't love it. You won't eat it again. But you appreciated it. Okay, well. <sighs> okay, all right, okay. You're right, okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Zombieland, I thought, was a decent movie. I will probably watch this again. Not by choice, but... If I were at a friend's home or we were out and somebody was like, hey, let's watch Zombieland, I'd be all right with it. Does that make it better? Sure. My feelings are just going to have to be hurt, I guess. Uh, No, I don't think your feelings should be hurt. No. No, I'm not. Uh, But as you said, this was released in 2009. And the sequel, I didn't even think about this when I went to the theater. It's 10 years later. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought about that when I was watching it. It's crazy because... Obviously, Abigail Breslin in in this movie, in Zombieland, is like 13. At least the character's 13. And then now, the real Abigail Breslin's like 22, 23, a full-grown woman. And it just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't compute to me that it could be 10 years since I saw this movie originally. But I, I will say, because it's been 10 years, I think this movie has aged well. It does not give me the feel of a movie that was done 10 years ago. Maybe it was, it, honestly, it's about zombies. It was not, it's not a lot of effects. It's very minimal as far as movies mm-hmm. go, I think. Um, but it, it has aged well. So yeah, I, I, I actually enjoyed it. So uh, just quick plot synopsis. Once again, this is your spoiler warning. Uh, I'm going to talk about everything, including the, my favorite scene and one of the most stunning gags in any movie that I can remember. Uh, so this, of course, is a zombie movie. So it's after a zombie breakout. Everybody's dead except for a few people. Uh, one of them is Jesse Eisenberg's character, uh, in the movie. Everyone refers to each other as the city they're from. Uh, and so Jesse Eisenberg is Columbus. Woody Harrelson comes in later as Tallahassee. Little Rock is Abigail Breslin. And then 
Wichita is Emma Stone. Uh, starts off mostly Jesse Eisenberg is your protagonist. He's the main character and he starts off by listing his rules. And so right away, the movie kind of lets sets the tone that this is not meant to be a serious jump out of your seat scare type mm-hmm. movie, which is why I felt comfortable asking you to watch it. Yeah, I, I love the rules and I... um. So, you know, I'm apparently I'm not the brightest uh, crown in the box because I'm like, wait, these rules are out of order. <laughs> That's my first thought. Like, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm writing, okay, rules one through four. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, wait. Where are the rest of the rules? I actually want to know the rest of the rules. Yeah. And they don't get into all. Of, although in the sequel, there is a pretty funny gag with the rules. Um, but little teaser. So when you do watch, I think but just real quick. Based on what you've seen, do you plan on watching the sequel? Maybe not in theaters, I do wanna, but when it's on TV? Yes, when it's when it's on television or I can stream it in my own home, I will watch it. Just because, I mean, I thought this was a decent movie. I want to see what happens next. Okay. Well, and I think, even though I haven't gone through the plot yet, that these characters are really strong. Like, I really like the characters. And I think that's what carries the movie. Mm-hmm. I agree. All right, so... Jesse Eisenberg runs down his rules. He's a loner. He's on his own. He's trying to make his way from Texas back to uh, Columbus, Ohio. And on his way walking, he gets picked up by Woody Harrelson, who's also a loner named Tallahassee. And uh, so they decide to work together for a little bit, kind of a tenuous relationship. Woody Harrelson's sort of the grizzled. uh, He just likes killing zombies kind of guy with no rules he's a man's man if you will and jesse eisenberg is basically me in high school really thin and uh really worried about everything yeah that's a good description of him actually yeah and he's really good in this i think he plays the part well and of course woody harrelson's just awesome i love woody harrelson in this movie yeah he's the he really does kind of steal the scenes that he's in which is most of them uh, so they end up finding a grocery store. So Woody Harrelson is obsessed with getting Twinkies. He wants to have a Twinkie. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. It will help him remember the better times in life. So they go to a grocery store where they meet Emma Stone, who lets them know that her sister, uh, Abigail Breslin, has been bit by a zombie and she doesn't have long. So Woody Harrelson volunteers through some coercion to be the one to shoot and put Little Rock, Abigail Breslin, out of her misery. Turns out this is a trick. The two girls steal mm-hmm. all the guns in the cars uh, from uh, Eisenberg and Woody Harrelson and take off. So later on down the road, they find the girls and the girls have set another trap for them and they steal all the guns. But this time they take the duo, the two men with them as they go adventuring. Uh, and they decide all four to stick together. They end up in Hollywood where they decide to find a place to sleep for the night. And Woody Harrelson decides he's going to his favorite actor's house, Mr. Bill Murray. Bill Murray. Now, this, they, Jeff, I will say, this was my favorite scene. It's everyone's favorite scene. You are okay. not alone in this. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad I'm right. <laughs> yeah, you are absolutely right. So they go to Bill Murray's house. And this is the big, big spoiler. So if you've not seen Zombieland and you plan on it, turn this off and go watch it because you don't want to ruin this part of the movie for yourself. 
I've given everyone a chance to walk away. You've been warned. So they go to Bill Murray's house and of course it's empty and they start running around and, you know, just sort of one of the things I like about the movie is that they really give you the sense of no parents, no rules. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone's dead so you can do what you want. And there's well, I a scene where because- they- not to cut you off, I'm sorry. In this scene particularly, they just make this decision: oh, we're going to go to Hollywood and tour the home of the stars, and that's how they end up at Bill Murray's house. I'm like, you know what? That's kind of a fantastic idea because who's going to stop you from going inside somebody's house right now? Exactly. And then, like, sure, right before the scene, they destroy a store just as a way of catharsis. Right. And it's like, well, yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? Uh, I mean, who cares? You know, the world's gone. There's, you know, a handful of people alive still. And I, and I really, one of the things I like about the movie is that tone, that tone of uh, being alone, not having rules and mm-hmm. kind of the positives in this really terrible situation. Yep. So they get to Bill Murray's house and it turns out Bill Murray is still alive. But and the way he keeps himself from getting attacked by zombies is he tends to dress up as one. He wears a really bad wig. He paints his face. Uh, and he looks like a zombie and uh, he kind of zombies into the room where Woody Harrelson and Emma Stone are and Emma Stone hits him with a golf club and you quickly realize, all right, he's alive. <laughs> so Woody like Harrelson said he zombies into the room. Yeah. Well, that's how he's got his arms out like Frankenstein. Yeah, no, that's exactly what he did. But he, the, new word on every comedy yeah. ever. He zombies into the room. Yeah, it was chuckleable. It was chuckleable. <laughs> um so, and of course, okay, before anyone says anything and sends me an email, I know Frankenstein is not the name of the monster. It's Frankenstein's monster. All right. So they decide to introduce Bill Murray to Abigail Breslin and uh, Jesse Eisenberg, who are watching Ghostbusters in Bill Murray's theater room. And Bill Murray thinks he's going to get this great laugh. He's going to pretend to be a zombie and sneak up on him. And nobody thinks any better of it because Emma Stone's in the back smiling because she thinks it's funny and Woody Harrelson can't wait to see this. So he sneaks up and you can see it coming. At least I mm-hmm. saw it coming. I did too. And he sneaks up on him and Jesse Eisenberg sees him coming, freaks out, shoots him with a shotgun to the chest. Everybody runs like uh, Emma Stone and Woody Harrelson run and freaking out. What did you do? And he's like, don't worry. I took care of it. It's, he's dead. And shortly immediately realizes he made a mistake that bill murray is actually alive and he takes being shot in the chest so nonchalantly yeah i mean it's a big hole in the chest yeah and like even when woody harrelson's kind of poking it and he's like i think we could patch this up (laughs) yeah he's like yeah that's still kind of tender and then the thing that that was not chuckleable Unfortunately, I did chuckle was how Emma Stone's character, Wichita, when Bill Murray is taking his final breaths, it's like the longest final breath ever. She's kind of leaning in like, is he going to die yet? And then she just starts laughing. I chuckled. But yeah, she even mentions early on that, hey, he's just there's something about Bill Murray that makes me laugh. Yeah. And he's great in this movie. He's it. It was so unexpected to have this cameo and then to have him die like within minutes of being on screen Mm -hmm. in the most needless way possible was so funny. And so in this scene also, Jeff, after he's dead and, you know, 
they wrap him up in a curtain, it seems like, or a sheet or something. And, you know, they give him a 21 gun salute and then they just throw him off the roof. Was that necessary? Probably not. But again, okay. there's no rules. Right. Just throw Bill Murray what off else? the roof. Are they going to take the time to, to dig a hole and bury a grown man? I mean, but you killed a man in his own house. That's he deserved true. a respectable... <laughs> <laughs> he was just in his own house chilling. He deserved better, is all I'm saying. That's fair. Uh, well, the cast doesn't feel that way, and they actually get over this fairly quickly. Um, they do like a gun salute, and then they kind of split off, and you can see that there's some romantic tension between Emma Stone and Jesse Eisenberg. Um, the, Emma Stone, I don't know how many movies you've seen with her or how familiar you are. She does flirting so well. Like, she just knows how to play that on screen and has chemistry with people she has no business having chemistry with. Because mm. this yeah, she dude, did do this very well. Yeah. Well, so did you ever see the Amazing Spider-Man? The ones with... Um, you keep asking M- me, have I seen these damn movies, Jeff? And you should already know the answers to these questions. All right. Well, so she is in these other Spider-Man movies starring Andrew Garfield. And she plays um, Gwen Stacy. And she's really, really great. But anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that. She's awesome. <laughs> and they tend to have a, 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 they have a scene around the fireplace as they're, they're kind of sort of getting attached to each other and starting to actually like one another. And one of the early on in the movie, you find out that Woody Harrelson has a dog. Um, yes. What's the dog's name? I cannot Do remember. It was one of the cutest Buck? dogs. Yeah, Buck. And as it turns out, you find out that Buck isn't actually a dog, but his son, uh, who he's lost in the apocalypse. And there's uh, Woody Harrelson being a great actor, does a really great job of kind of selling this trying not to cry, but crying anyway thing uh, because he's thinking of his son. And uh, it's just one of those scenes where it was very little, but it gave a little more depth to the character. He's just not a shotgun toting madman. Mm-hmm. Did you uh, any thoughts on that scene? Um, not not really thoughts on that scene. Just the character overall that that Woody Harrelson plays. I I just thought that I like Woody Harrelson in general. I've, I think I've mm-hmm. always been a fan of his Loki. Um, and I just really feel like he embodied this zombie killing machine. And then that little scene, like you said, it just it, it displayed a softer side of him, um, mm-hmm. which was cute. It was all right. I didn't need it, but you know, it was cute. That's fair. And I didn't actually remember the scene until I rewatched it today. Uh, and again, I rewatched it after watching the sequel in the theater. And one of the things in the sequel is his closeness to Abigail Breslin's character, how he sort of sees her as a daughter figure. Mm-hmm. And seeing this scene again, we're being reminded that he lost uh, a child that, oh, that makes a lot more sense as to why he would be so attached. And shortly afterwards, they have a scene where he teaches her to shoot and it's just little things uh, like that. So now we get into the final act where one of the reoccurring themes of this is that the girls just keep getting over on the guys where they've, they've already tricked them twice. And now the third time they've gotten up early and left with all of their, with their vehicle and not all their guns. They have two vehicles. Now they have a, uh, a yellow Hummer and this Cadillac that uh, 
Tallahassee was driving at the beginning of the movie. Uh, so they, the whole time the girls are trying to get to uh, Pacific Playland, which is basically just like a, a theme park. Because uh, they hear there's no zombies there, which we all know is not the case. They get there, they turn on, like, they, all right. So at some point, these, so Emma Stone is a woman, and Abigail Breslin is a 13-year-old girl, and they've tricked these other two guys twice with very clever schemes. Mm-hmm. They get to the theme park and lose all sense of intelligence. And I was wondering, like, why the hell is she turning all the lights on? Like, it, can you just turn on a light? <laughs> so let's draw all the attention to ourselves. The entire theme park. There's lights everywhere. There's music playing. And so they're, of course, riding rides. And immediately, zombies come running. They are on their first ride, one of those swinging boat things. And the zombies are leaping over the fence to get there. Mm-hmm. Dumb. This Super is where dumb. Jason would lose his mind if he were dumb with a cape on, as Sir Flanders yeah. said. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they end up getting on. The next dumb thing they do is they get out of the boat and they're running, and they get on one of those drop towers where it lifts you all the way to the top and drops you down, and they get stuck up there. Now they're stuck in harnesses on a tower. They're hopeless. They're out of luck. Fortunately for them, Woody Harrelson comes along with Jesse Eisenberg. And they save them. Uh, there's a really great scene. The first time I saw this, I wasn't sure if Woody Harrelson was making a last stand or not. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. There's He's in his element now. Woody Harrelson has gone full on zombie killing maniac. Mm-hmm. And he, he gets into like one of those kiosks or whatever, those little shack with where you can close the gate and lock himself in. As all the zombies are piling around and there's this sort of operatic, slow, sad music playing. And I'm like, oh, man, he's not going to make it. Did you feel that way in the scene? Well, a couple of things, Jeff, if you don't mind, I want to insert here. So while Woody is, he's being this badass zombie killer. So a couple of things happen now. Mind you, Tallahassee, which is Woody Harrelson and Columbus, which is Jesse, they drive into the theme park in this SUV, right? They get out of the SUV and they run their separate ways. Woody Harrelson gets on some of the the rides and he is, which I thought I was impressed. He gets on these rides and he's killing zombies as he's riding roller coasters and all these other um, amusement park rides. And then he gets into the little shack. Now, while he's in the shack, Columbus takes off on foot. He leaves the SUV behind. They're like on the other side of the park from where the girls are. My question was, why didn't he get into the SUV and drive over there? No, 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 no. He runs on foot. And then what does he do? He runs directly into a haunted house. My face people was like, this is some typical white people stuff in movies. (laughs) (laughs) And then we cut back to Woody Harrelson in in the shack like you were describing. Yeah. And he basically, of course, lives. He shoots his way out of it like... And this scene, and just a spoiler for the second movie, a minor one, but this scene where he survives this lets me know that there's no chance he dies in the sequel. And so there was no tension like there was in this scene where I wasn't sure if he was going to make it when I was watching the next movie. I knew he was going to make it, you know. So they end up saving everyone through various gags. He ends up getting his Twinkie Woody Harrelson and they drive off together as a Zombieland family. Right. 
And that's it. That's so, really it. <laughs> would you call this a comedy? Yes, I will com- call this a comedy. I actually laughed. I, I did more than chuckle. Um, more so than Dumb and Dumber? Movie. M- much more so than Dumb and Dumber. Yes. Okay. I did. I thought it was um it was it was a good movie. Again, it's Zombie Land. It's about zombies, so it's it's really minimal. Um no special effects or anything like that. I think Bill Murray was probably and his character was probably like the the biggest thing, quote unquote, in the movie for me. Um mm-hmm. again, like I said, that really was my favorite scene. I really enjoyed enjoyed his character. Um I enjoyed Columbus's character very much just because he started out as this and he carried it through the whole movie. He's just this really shy introverted person but um when he meets wichita and he has this this thing this this fantasy that carries out through the whole movie about wanting to push the hair behind a young Mm -hmm. woman's ear and stuff so he finally gets that um with wichita but she just brought something else out of him like one of his rules that we find uh find out at the beginning of the movie was uh number 17 don't be a hero and then when it comes to saving wichita he was like you know wichita has taught me that some rules are meant to be broken and then he goes in and and wants to be the hero to save her so i thought it was a good movie honestly i would watch like again i would watch it again i am going to watch the sequel um so you would watch it again or you're not going to watch it again i would watch it again if someone had it on i'm not going to like seek it out Gotcha. I wouldn't seek it out, but not because it's again, not because it's a, it's a bad movie. I just wouldn't seek it out. So my uh, my score for this one, Jeff, I, I, you said we, we could do. I want to give it a four and a half because. Can't. <laughs> so and it's I like you got to make a a point. You know, you got to take a stand on, on uh, one through five, and uh, is it a five? Or is it a four? Man. These are the tough decisions in life. It, you know what I'm saying? So I, 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 I'm going to give it a four. I'm going to give it a four because, again, I thought it was a good movie. It's not a five because I'm not going to seek it out to watch it again. Yeah. So uh, I give it a four. I want to say before I give my rating, Jesse Eisenberg plays me in high school. Uh, other than I was not making rules and neurotic, but I didn't know how to act around women. I was scared of things and, you know, just an awkward, skinny teenager. Now, now I'm not skinny, you know, or a teenager, but <laughs> uh, there's something about that character that just reminded me of feeling the same way where, you know, before I got married, my daydreams of simple things, right? Putting mm-hmm. the hair over her ear. I was like, I know what he's talking about. I get that, you know? Um, so I love this movie. I've seen it four or five times. Um, I want to say before I give it the rating with, keep in mind, this is within the realm of comedy. Uh, when I give something five stars, I'm not saying it's Schindler's list or, uh, Shawshank redemption, but I'm saying it's the top tier of comedy. And Mm -hmm. to me, I don't think there's a better horror comedy than zombie land. Uh, I think it's funny. The characters are amazing. It's five stars for me. So it gets a four and a half in the end. And, I, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm okay I, with that. I, I really enjoy this movie. So just to kind of, I'm going to do a spoiler free review of Double Tap real quick, which is Zombieland 2. Uh, if you love these characters, uh, 
you basically double tap is just you getting to spend more time with them. The plot's kind of weak. It's not as strong as this first movie uh, because the characters are already kind of together. There's not, you know, a lot of character growth. Like all of these characters go through changes of who they need, right? The sisters just think they need each other. Uh, You know, Columbus kind of, his growth is he gets braver. And of course, Tallahassee realizes that he also needs someone, you know, he doesn't really want to be alone. There's none of that real character arc in the second one. It's just, you get to hang out with the character some more, see some zombie kills. There's some decent gags, but I wouldn't go to the theater to watch it again. Would you give it a four? No, I would give it like a, a three, a low. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's fine. There's some really, like, I felt like the plot was not constructed well. It felt, hmm, it's hard to describe because it's like they just kind of threw something together with the characters and I thought they really could have done more. And there are some really funny gags. There's some interesting new characters, but it's largely just kind of like, oh, okay, I got to hang out with the characters some more. It's like, I would compare it to like, if they did an episode, if Zombieland were a TV show, mm-hmm. this, it would just be an episode of a TV show where they had okay. like a little adventure and it's fine. Uh, and if you love the characters, it's worth a watch, but little. Now I will that. say, I think that the, the, the title is clever because folks, Double Tap is also one of the rules um, that Columbus has created. So Columbus has created these rules of, of how he has um survive this whole zombie apocalypse and rule number two is double tap yeah so i thought that was number yeah and number one is one i need to work on called cardio yeah whatever i need to start walking again okay i mean if we're gonna walk but he was talking about running so (laughs) no (laughs) no that's too much for me all right well this is our halloween special uh we'll be back in one year's time with our next horror comedy review Uh, But you can tune in on Monday coming. Yes, I think so. Uh, For another review of, are we doing basketball? We're doing basketball. Okay, because I think I said Black Dynamite. I'll have to edit that out. Um, That's okay. Yeah. Either way, folks, we'll come back with another movie review. (laughs) Yeah, and we'll keep it under a half hour. It's like a sitcom. That's what we're doing here. Trying to, anyway. Yeah. Well. <sighs> I don't know how to end these. <laughs> well, let's end it like this, folks. So, you can find me. My name is LaKendra. You can find me on other podcasts, such as Speak On It. You can oh, yeah. uh, download Speak On It wherever you listen to podcasts. And Jeff uh, is hilariously on some other podcasts. Where can they listen to you, Jeff? Uh, I'm on two other podcasts. One called Budget Arcade, which we cover free-to-play video games. And the other is Neo Retro Video Game Disco, which is... Using the excuse to cover video games is a veiled plot to get my stupid skits and commercials out there. Uh, so go check that out if you want to ruin your day. <laughs> yeah. You can follow the show on Twitter at Every Comedy Ever. We have an email account, everycomedyever at gmail.com. It's amazing what you could do with computers these days. Isn't it though? So hit yeah. us up, folks. Leave us your comments, your reviews, suggestions, uh, or you can just tell us how wrong we are about the reviews that we've given. Let's have a conversation. Yeah. The spooky music you heard up front was not by Sir Flame, but our outro music today is by Sir Flame. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Sir, uh, Set It On Flame. That's at Set It On Flame. And you can also listen to his music wherever you stream music. Uh, so we'll see you on Monday for 
the next in a series of every comedy ever. Hey. What, 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 pour another shot. No, what, what, shit, I'm trying to take you to the spot. Yeah, turn up a-